Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. You know, and the question that continued to come up was, was what, what is death? You know, what does it mean to, to no longer exist? That my physical body um, is no more. And then, I, and then I started to think about the opposite of that. You know, what does it mean to, to truly be alive? Not just exist in this world, but to truly live out um, who I am. What does it mean to be alive? You know, since then, I've been to, to many funerals, and, and some of you guys have maybe been to a funeral yourself. And at a funeral, um, you know, oftentimes what you hear is what people did with their lives. You don't necessarily hear a lot of times, and this is true, you don't necessarily hear a lot of times that, oh man, th- this person said a lot of nice words. They said, they, they just quoted a lot of wisdom to me in their life. No, you hear this person did these things and lived out these things in my life. And this is how they've impacted me. And really, what, if I could just boil it down to this, what I would say is, what you do defines who you are. What you do, what I do, defines who you are and who I am. So, how can you, how can we live this life? And the truth is, and what we're going to really talk about tonight is, the truth is, there's a lot of us, humans, there's a lot of people that live, they're physically living but they're dead. James talks about it this way in James 1, 14 and 15. When a person is carried away with desire, lured by lust, and when desire becomes the focus and takes control, it gives birth to sin. When sin becomes fully grown, it produces death. So literally, you could be living this life, right? And continue to be compelled to the desires that are not just in some of us, but they're in all of us. It's innate in who we are. It's in every single one of us that we're tempted in three ways. And we're going to continue to look at uh, these three things tonight. And that is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those three things we continue to be controlled by. We continue to lure ourselves toward. If we give in to those desires, which so often we do, it leads to, to sin. And so often when we continue to sin, it stinks of death. So we are physically alive, yet we reek. And Jesus, tonight we're going to talk about how he is calling us out of consuming and into fasting. He's calling us out of this to, to not be compelled to be lured by those sinful desires 
to abstain from those and to fast from those. James goes on to say it like this in James 4, 7 through 10. He says, submit your, so submit yourselves to the one true God and fight against the devil and his schemes. If you do, he will run away in failure. Come close to the one true God and he will draw close to you. Wash your hands. You have dirtied them in sin. Cleanse your heart because your mind is split down the middle. Your love for God on one side and your love for your desires on the other. Now is the time, and guys, key in on this. Now is the time to lament, to grieve, and to cry. Dissolve your laughter into sobbing and exchange your joy for depression. Lay yourself bare, face down to the ground in humility for the Lord. And he will lift your head so you would stand tall. Tonight is not one of those feel-good sermons. It's not one of those feel-good nights. And if I could be honest with you, um, for a lot of you, we need to have some grown-up conversation. Uh, because you are doing what I would say is grown-up things. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life has consumed you so much that you don't really know what it looks like to actually follow Jesus. And in the words of James, you don't really know what it looks like to grieve the loss of sin in your life. When was the last time that you mourned, that you wailed, to not do the things that you want to do. I wonder, and we'll continue to talk about this, I wonder what it looks like for you with the lust of the flesh. I wonder what it looks like for you with the lust of the eyes. And I wonder what it looks like for you to, com- to be so compulsive and to dive into the lust of, or the pride of life. Here's what I want you guys to do in in the words of James, that we need to humble ourselves and to literally get down on our knees. So we're just going to pray. And what I'd like for you to do is to physically get down on your knees and pray with me. Father God, please reveal to yourself Reveal yourself to us in a way that we can hear. Holy Spirit, speak to us in a soft whisper the things that you want us to know from tonight, the things that you want us to come out of, that Jesus is calling us out of, the things that we've consumed so much of in our sinful desires. God, I pray that we would have ears to hear and a heart that is wide open. God, I pray that we would, uh, in reflecting on that, uh, that we would be in a, in a posture, um, not just tonight, not just right now as we are on our knees, but God, that we would, we would continue this posture um, throughout our, our week, 
And God, specifically throughout the next six weeks as we prepare for the resurrection. Father, speak to us. Speak to us individually and as a community, as a church. God, we know the actions that we're taking, whether it be sexually, whether it's um, through drug abuse or through alcohol, or God, just, just doing our own thing and just wanting to be in the spotlight. God, I pray that we would continue to, to put ourselves down. God, I pray for myself that I would continue to put myself at your feet and just say, God, I, I can't do it on my own. God, I pray for your Holy Spirit to give me that desire to mourn the loss of sin in my life so that I can see you and pursue you with my whole heart. God, I pray that for, for me. I pray that for our family here. I pray for that, that for every student that's in this room and every leader that's in this room. It's in Jesus' powerful name that we pray. Amen. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We see this in Luke chapter 4, and you guys are, are going to uh, journey with me through Luke. So let's, let's pull it up on the screen. Luke chapter 4, if you have your physical Bibles, you can turn there. Let's, let's read. And these three things are going to pop up. So Jesus just um, was baptized. And... And it says, it will pick it up there. So Jesus was just baptized. He's starting, he's getting ready to start his ministry. And it says this, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan where he was baptized and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I want to pause there. Sometimes the Spirit is going to lead us in places not to test us, but to reveal our faithfulness in him. Let me say that again. Sometimes the Spirit is going to lead us in a place, not to test us, but to reveal our faithfulness in Him. So He's in the desert. You guys can start to picture this. Destitute. There's nothing barren. And he stays there, it says, where, the, uh, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these, this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, it was written, man shall not live on bread alone. And this is the first temptation, the lust of the flesh. So picture this, Jesus out in the wilderness for 40 days, not eating or drinking, and Satan it's not physically there. I, you know, I used to picture this as Satan being physically present. But Satan is tempting in a psychological way. Jesus is tired. He's exhausted. For 40 days and for 40 nights, he has not ate or drank anything. And so it says that uh, Jesus then commands this. He says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by the word of God. Satan 
is luring him the lust of the flesh. I wonder what the lust of the flesh is for you. And this is the feel-good temptation. I just want to feel good. And so often we have that disposition, we have that temptation. I just want to feel good. I just want people to value me, people to know me. I just want people to like my selfies. I want, uh, I, just, I want to drink a little bit just to feel a little bit. I want, to, I want that girl or that guy to like me. I want to, I want to maybe, you know, maybe experiment a little just to feel a little. And so we dabble in sexually. We, we are promiscuous in so many ways just to feel. So I wonder what the lust of the flesh is for you. Let's go on. Jesus, um, the devil led, it says in, in verse 5, the devil led him to a high place and showed him uh, in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor that has been given to me, and I can give it to you, to anyone. Um, I can give it to anyone I want to if you worship me. It will all be yours. And Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Lust of the eyes. Guys, we live in a, in a consumer nation. We live in a world that is full of materialism. I wonder what the lust of the eyes is for you. We live in a world that says if you want it, you can have it. And not only that, but you deserve it. And so we take and we take and we take and we take and we consume and we consume and we consume and we consume and Jesus is calling us out of consumption and into fasting. I wonder what the lust of the eyes is for you. Let's go on. Jesus answered, um, excuse me, uh, in verse, yeah. Jesus answered them, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Verse 9, the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift uh, you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put your Lord, the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. The third temptation that we find ourselves is the pride of life. It's the look at me temptation. You know, so often we find ourselves in this posture, in this position where Satan is attacking us in our weaknesses and he's saying, man, you deserve more. You deserve the spotlight. You deserve to be recognized, to be lifted up. So much pride is exuding from us, and we're saying, God, man, we just, we just want to not just be like you, but we want to be you. We want to be our own gods. And so we find ourselves putting others down. We find ourselves participating in gossip and slandering other people. We've been there. We've put, we put ourselves in positions that we'd say, man, as long as I look as long as I'm the one on top, as long as I look good. And you may be saying right now, man, I don't, I don't really struggle with any of those. And with this one, you know what's particular about this one is it's not just in our weaknesses, but it's in our strengths. It's in what people say about us that, oh man, you're such a good kid. Man, I wish my 
son or daughter were like you. And all of a sudden we bow up and we, we, we love that recognition. And so not just in our weaknesses, but in our strengths, Satan is continual, continually luring us to consume more and more and more. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the three temptations that Satan did at the very beginning in Genesis that he continues to use throughout all of history. Rick Warren talks about those three things, and he says this, that the good thing is Satan doesn't have any new tricks. We know exactly what he's going to do time in and time out. Those three things that he did with Jesus in the desert, the same three things that he continues to do with me and with us. Everyone in this room. And so here are the things that we're going to do to prepare ourselves for what's to come. We're entering into a season that the church has called Lent. And Lent is just a a Middle English word to to really just mean spring. It's literally the spring season. Uh, But traditionally, in the Christian church, we have practiced Lent... Uh, to focus on Jesus. Really what it means is that we're going to grieve and mourn, as James talked about, the loss of sin in our lives. To be called out of consumption, that we can't just get, 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 get. And to be called into a sense of fasting, to give up. And so here are the three things that we're going to do, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in your connection groups. The three things that we're going to encourage you to do is addition, subtraction, and introspection. Addition is something that can open you up to see Christ in a new way. To open you up to see Christ in a new way, to be able to to draw close to the Father. Subtraction is, is simply giving up something, subtracting something in your life that is taking you away from the Father. And so for addition, it could be um, praying five minutes a day for the whole week. Subtraction, it could be um, not getting on social media for a week. And then introspection. And this is a key thing. Uh, you're going to introspect. You're going to look at yourself in this moment. And not just look at yourself and look at, oh man, look at how good I am. I'm actually doing social media for the whole week. I'm not, I'm not partaking in that. Oh, look at me. I'm a good Christian. I'm, I'm gaining grace. I'm gaining favor with the Lord. That's not what this is. But the introspection piece is, why do I feel compelled in this moment to get on social media? Why do I feel this, this desire, this lure to, do, um, to look at certain things or to do certain things? And so then be able to write that down. And I encourage you, Uh, to maybe keep a journal over these next six weeks to literally walk through what what is Satan luring me to and what am I doing out of this to draw close to the Father and gain a relationship with Him. Addition, subtraction, and introspection. Tonight, uh, what we're going to do in a good addition uh, to uh, our lives and something that we get to participate in every week is um, participate in communion. Uh, communion is something that um, is not for everyone. 
Uh, but it is for those who profess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus is Lord. And what's cool about it, and what a great opportunity that we have tonight is we get to reflect on the weight of our sin. And in a sense, we get to mourn the loss of our sin tonight. We get to start that practice through communion. To have a repentant heart as we approach the table. And we say the table, it just is these two emblems that make up the table. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he, he broke bread with the disciples. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And this is the blood, the juice, that was shed for you. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. And we get to remember and reflect the fact that our God came in human form. And he died and he rose. And so as we get up here in a moment... Uh, there's going to be leaders stationed at uh, four stations around the room. And they're going to say, this is the body broken for you. And you'll tear a piece of bread. And then they'll say, this is the blood shed for you. And you will dip the bread into the cup and partake. And in that moment, for you, our response is amen, so be it. Or glory to God. I want to encourage you to not take this lightly. And one of the ways that we're going to prep here in a moment is uh, through a video. And in that, during that video, uh, two things that I would like for you to do. One is to recount and recall the things that are pulling you away from Jesus. And to end this moment tonight be able to ask for forgiveness and have a true confession and repentance to the Lord. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.